Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney, over there Steve. Hey. And today we are talking the new novel, A Hawk in the Woods, by Carrie Laban. Now this book is about um, the, the Waite sisters, or a pair of Waite sisters, Abby and Martha. Uh, Abby is diagnosed with cancer in the very first chapter. So mm-hmm. no, no real spoilers there. And she proceeds to break her sister, Martha, out of prison. Right. But being of the Waite family. This is they, where the twist comes in. Right. They they are both possessed of ancient, forbidden, magical powers. Yes. Uh, Abby is a bit of an energy vampire. And... Martha can bend time upon itself. Right. And I think, I don't know if energy, energy vampire is definitely one of the ways to describe, but it's more, she has the ability to um, take people's attention and souls and manipulate that for her own benefit. Mm. Whether that is to, um, you know, directly feed off of it, Right. Or um, something a bit deeper and be able to do that classic um, body switch thing, mm-hmm. which is kind of what the whole um, the whole book. That's the crux that this balance is on mm-hmm. is, is the, the classic body switch. It is kind of like um, an updated, uh, more modern version of thing on the doorstep. Yes. Yes. So if, if you're familiar with Thing on the Doorstep, which is a classic Lovecraft um, short story, mm-hmm. um, you, you will get a lot of what's going on in this. Right. Um, if you're not, it, it explains it for mm-hmm. you, kind of. This is a, this is, you know, a, a novel length book, but uh, it is a quick read. Um, the, the language flows pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And and you can just you get yourself drawn in and you just pulled along, and uh, you know you find yourself halfway done with it before you know it, right? And and in essence, it's a it's a uh, buddy road trip novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of that element in there. Uh, I was half expecting to get a weird fiction Blues Brothers uh, once once we pulled into prison. Right, it was more um, like a weird fiction black sheep. Yeah, I was like, uh, "Dang, Jake and Elwood, wait." Um, there's a there's a lot of stuff going on in in this in this book, and I would say my my main criticism of it is that there's a lot of different elements going on in the book. Each one of them would have served the plot well, uh, but there's so many threads here that that none they they all kind of like go along at the same clip um you know nothing really jumps out at at you um because it's the wait sisters because it's a, the weird tale sort of novel um you do have strange things that occur and then then happen over the course of the novel mm-hmm. um some take focus over others as we progress through the story um but you know, like I said, that would be my one criticism is nothing really jumps out and, you know, grab, slaps you across the face. Um, it, it pretty much it hits a plateau and it just stays on that rail the whole time. Yeah, 
I think that there's definitely a lot going on, um, a lot to unpack, so to speak, in mm-hmm. terms of what is going on with these two sisters and why they find themselves doing what they do in this mm-hmm. novel. Part of it um, is explained through a series of flashbacks. Right. Um, which, if you if you follow the television show The Arrow, mm-hmm. um, the, the flashbacks in the story serve a similar function that they do in Arrow, where um, a plot point will be introduced in the main story, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, it will then be explained by these flashbacks. Right. Yes. And sometimes it's, it's a really effective way of telling the story. And sometimes uh, because there's so much going on, uh, it gets a little muddled. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like arrow with the, with the plot point, it also seems to have uh, a chronological um, aspect to it is it starts the flashbacks start at a certain point in, in Abby's life since the entire novel is from Abby's point of view. Right. It, it, you kind of have two stories going on at once mm-hmm. and they're, and uh, they are somewhat parallel. Right. Um, they're not the, the same actions don't happen, but a lot of the same, um, if you will, mechanics mm-hmm. of the world are revealed um, in tandem with each other. So, um, and it, it goes both ways, which is, is kind of cool. You'll have things happening in the quote present story mm-hmm. that are explained in the flashback sequences and vice versa. So you'll have some things that happen in the flashback, which later are um, explained in the present road trip story. Right. Which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. my, my big, I guess my, the big confusion with that is, is the the segments themselves of um, present story and past story are mm-hmm. so short um, that it's it's jolting and you you end up not ha- you, there's not a lot to grasp onto with with each segment. If if she had just gone on a little bit longer, I think mm-hmm. with um, each timeline, um, the way it's structured is every chapter is basically. Um, half of it is the present and half of it is the past. Right. And, uh, they're very short chapters. I think the longest chapter might've been like, uh, 10 pages. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't get a lot to grasp onto in terms of flow. So, so your mind is constantly going back and forth and back and forth. Um, and it works up to a point, but I think that some of the more, subtle details of what is going on can be lost um, because of that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. There is the, uh, the, the concept of the Hawks themselves that, that persists through the, from beginning to end of the book um, and, and the folk song uh, really kind of, kind of gets buried. And by the time you get to, by the time you get to the climax of the story, uh, the big reveal there just really doesn't have the punch um, that 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 it really should. Yes, um, that and it's coupled with the fact that, it's, especially if you're um, familiar with thing on the thing on the doorstep, which I am, I know you are, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's blatantly obvious where things are going. I don't want to give anything away, but just given the the situation, it doesn't take too long before you realize what the setup of this thing is leading to, and the uh, the road trip itself and the past serves to build tension with this ultimate goal that's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that I spent the entire like the entire thing um conflicted in my mind right about what i thought was the ultimate um end game was going to be with this and uh i'm not going to say whether i was right or whether i was wrong if there was a twist or not hint there is um (laughs) but a lot of the 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 tension of the book is predicated on that and i don't know if you there's enough information to put it all together but i think people who are familiar with um that that trope Mm-hmm. Uh, might get a a little less enjoyment out of it because it's there. Do you, does that make any sense? Mm. Now I might be patting my own back, and and because I don't know what it's like to have read this book without having read thing on the doorstep. Right, right. I'm sure. I'm sure the the impact of the events uh, are greater if you haven't red thing on the doorstep or don't remember thing on the doorstep. Right. And, you know, and thing on the doorstep is not, it's one of those classic stories, but it's not one that people usually list in their top five. That's true. Um, You know, it's usually down like six, seven Um, people are doing like their top 10 Lovecraft stories. Well, because it doesn't have monsters. Right. It doesn't really have monsters. It's more of the, the, the creepy, kind of thing going on and just the, the the horrible things that people can do to each other. Right. And that's what this book really is all about is the horrible things that people can do to each other. Right. Right. And, 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 and also to an extent it, it, it is there, there is this aspect of prejudice that's going on in this book um, because, you know, the Waite sisters, of course, you know, they want to be just normal Twins, they are twins. I'll give you that much. Um, but coming from that 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 weird fiction perspective, you know the Waits are an awful family. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Um, so so it's like every time you want to like Abby as a character, you but you know she's she's a weight. And, well, you know she's and are people are people bound bound by such a thing you know be is is be she can is she going to break away from from you know that that horrific destiny of the weight family no it's true because the whole the whole flashback sequence is that's what it's like trying to build up Mm -hmm. is is she gonna be a shit like the rest of her family is right right and you know I, i i just have this feeling that if you're familiar with thing on the doorstep um, that that impact is a little bit lessened because you know how this is going to turn out. Right. <clears throat> and sorry, that's probably a huge spoiler for, for people coming at it. Now I will say that, you know, unlike a lot of the Lovecraftian stuff, you know, that, that Lovecraftian universe that's spread out, um, you know, rippled from from the old weird tale stories and whatnot. Um, this book is not as bleak 
as a lot of people's attempts to write this style of fiction or use these elements. No, it's not because there's no monsters. <laughs> no, there's, there's, it's not just that there's no monsters. It's like the worldview doesn't really seem as depressing here. Well, that, it's also a, a modern mm-hmm. tale. Well, it's it's and, modern and and it's a and it's about uh, middle class people, mm-hmm. not people who are you know enshrouded and enslaved by poverty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the 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 I find a lot of the times in the really bleak ones that the protagonists are um, somehow um, dissatisfied to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's, it's socioeconomic. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, just straight up depression or whatever. But I find like that the protagonists like are already like at a point of, of bleak mm-hmm. and it just goes on from there. And in this, you know, you have a, a woman who's successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she finds out the first thing she, she finds out is she has cancer, but right. she has a she has a plan. <laughs> right, right. There's there's a plan. There's there's you know uh, going and going back to the character of of the weight, you know, the bloodline. Which I mean, just the the family name in this book is very much a character. Yes, and and just this you know yes, the weights are historically are awful people, but they also have this kind of indomitable spirit and this, this book focuses on, on that aspect rather than, you know, the supernatural evil side. Right. It doesn't usually when you have weights, you know, you get the whole, Oh, they're from Innsmouth and uh, you think on the doorstep, you had the whole, you know, um, guy leaving grandfather or father leaving Innsmouth and, Mm. switching bodies with his daughter and you know really gross stuff and uh you know it's implied that um witchcraft is packed with um unnameable creatures right from the from the howling interior of the universe and this doesn't go into any of that nope um you you have a shuggeth there's a shuggeth in there somewhere right um but it's fairly matter of fact and it's it's kind of like um, uh, Winter's Tide mm-hmm. it, it, in that respect, where the characters where well, they're not as likable as in Winter Tide, right? Um, it's still part of their lives, and it's it's fairly it's a matter of fact thing. Yeah, shuggas. Yeah, we they're there. We deal with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're kind of there. Everything seems to be a little more natural. Um, a lot of weird fiction deals with, uh, you know, these types of powers and <clears throat> situations as being wholly unnatural. And in this, this like, um, like Wintertide, uh, this is treated more as, you know, this is just kind of, you know, this, what we do. Right. It's natural. We're not making packs with demons or anything like this. This is, we're born this way. We can do X amount of things. We just, you know, study it and, and, and try to be the best at it that we can be. Right. And it kind of sounds like the, the weight family itself, it's a fucked up family to be in, but mainly because um, it's more of a, of a, like a, a, a medieval Europe kind of situation. 
where there's a ruling family that needs to consolidate their power and keep it in the bloodline. Mm -hmm. So they, they really try to uh, cull <laughs> the, the non-pure branches of the bloodline, mm -hmm. but still keep things around um, for nefarious purposes. Right. Right. And everybody's got a nefarious purpose. Right. But you know, it's kind of like, um, uh, okay. So, it's kind of like an eclipse phase situation where you have a, uh, a bank of clones ready to go in case you die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you keep, your you keep your family members around yeah, as keep backups. Your, keep your keep your friends close and your enemies closer and your enemies all have the same last name. Right. Because they're your cousins. Mm -hmm. So... That, that's kind of how they portray the Waite family. It's kind of like a degenerate um, European monarchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the Rhode Island Habsburgs. Yep, pretty much like a Rhode, Rhode Island Habsburgs. <laughs> Probably less inbred, though. No, they're all from Mass. <laughs> they're all from Mass. No, Mass. these guys were from Rhode Island. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Grandma was from Mass. Right, she, she wasn't part. Right, she wasn't part of the uh, the Wade family, and she was had different powers. Mm -hmm. She had the time bendy powers. Right, right. Um, oh, what is that? That's uh, the shunned house, isn't it? Um, possibly the one where with the time travel situation in the quantum mechanics. Oh no, that's um, as the dreams in the witch house. Ah, that one. I knew there was a house in the title. I have a feeling that uh, the, the two, the two stories are combined here. List. Yeah. Dreams in the Witch House does make the top, people's top five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Thing on the Doorstep usually doesn't. Which is um, a shame because Thing on the Doorstep is probably of, like, the the more well-known Lovecraft um, things is probably the just altogether creepiest because it – doesn't involve like this cosmic um, horror. It is like how shitty people can be to each other, mm -hmm. right? So, so you have that element, and and yeah, I was I was ple pleasantly surprised that the whole you know cosmic doom and gloom and oh woe is me, I am but a pawn in this careless, unfeeling universe, you know. Because really, I, I get tired of that really quick, and everybody does it. And and, and yeah, it's it's it, so really that's, like, uh, that's a go to. I think it's probably easier because there's less human drama involved in that. Mm -hmm. um, and and you don't you get a little bit of a cheat automatically because no one could know the inner workings of the motivations of these cosmic beings. So you don't have to you don't have to justify shit. Right, you don't have to justify shit. And yeah, so so yeah, this is a weird tale. Uh, hopefully, the first in a in a long line of similar stories from various authors that that issue um, cosmicism, which I, I think is probably one of the things that keeps weird fiction stuck in the past. Yeah, I don't mind cosmicism, but I think that it's it has that built-in cheat and that's pretty much where everybody goes mm -hmm. when they're, when they're going to, you know, go that way. When you're going to do Lovecraft, 
you're going to do cosmicism. You're going to do, you know, kaiju sized things coming up from the deeps or from the depths of space. Mm-hmm. You know, for some reason, all want to come to Earth. Gibbering maws and tentacles. The crossroads of everything. Yeah. <laughs> the center of the multiverse. Such an unimportant place. Right. <laughs> but uh, overall, this would probably be uh, one of the early uh, summer books, I think. Uh, I know it's being released at the end of March. Yeah. It, by the time you hear this, it'll have just been out. Yep. Uh, so it's, I would say it's perfect, uh, perfect beach pick, reading. Pick it everybody has their like their beach reading material. I think this is perfect for that. Yeah, it's 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 cool because I'm not saying it's light and breezy because it is not light and breezy. Mm-hmm. But then again, it isn't. Um, you know, all encompassing. Woe is me. Death doom. Right. Right. It. it it's a lot more um, personal. It's a personal story. Mm-hmm. And I've said it before. You don't get a lot of that. And when you do, it's nice to read. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, it was very nice read. Um, and yeah, this is, this, this should be on your, on your must read summer uh, reading list, you know, bump, you know, if, if you were already expecting it, bump it up to the top of your list. And and uh, grab a copy and, and check this one out. Mm-hmm. Cool cover too. Oh yeah, yeah, cool cover. Always cool. You know that's one of the things is you know, in particularly in the small press, cool covers are are the thing um, because you have to stay you you have to stand out amongst you know, some, you know the big the big guys you know um, who can sell a book with just a you know two color cover with no artwork on it and just like the title and the author's name right but um yeah the the small presses usually focus a lot on on cover design because apparently people really do judge books by their cover you were all told not to yet you do it anyway that's right right you're told the rules and you broke them and you say fuck the rules i'm gonna judge its cover well, in some which is cases, which is fine most of the time. In some cases, you know, uh, J five, that is, um, you know, perfectly justifiable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, a hawk in the woods. Uh, definitely uh, check that one out uh, when it when it drops. Uh, put it to the top of your to read pile. Uh, get it for your your beach reading or your vacation reading. Yep. Um, Once again, word hoard. Yeah, Word Horde is putting this one out. Good old Ross Lockhart. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that one out. And until next time, keep 30. Keep 30 luck points. Mm-hmm.